Hey Mavens, welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. For those of you that are new around here, thanks for tuning in. We hope you find tons of value from this podcast. We are on the road today here in Palm Springs at the Alt Summit Conference. We've been meeting tons of beauty babes that have agreed to come on the podcast, so watch out for those in the coming weeks. If you like what you hear in today's episode, please leave us a review and share this episode with your beauty biz friends. If you haven't yet, get on over and join our super fun online community of listeners in our Beauty Mavens Facebook group. You can find that by going to www.facebook.com slash Beauty Mavens Podcast. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens Podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today's guest is the owner of Salt City Hair. The first half of her career was spent traveling as an artistic educator and brand ambassador for Matrix, where she was trained by some of the most iconic stylists in the hair industry. Her passion has always been empowering women to feel their best through looking their best. She was awarded Behind the Chair Big Shot Haircut Finalist in 2018, nominated as the Newcomer Hairstylist of the Year by the North American Hairstylist Association in 2014, Winner of Matrix L'Oreal's Spread the Love Tour 2013, nominated for Salt Lake City's Hairstylist of the Year 2012. Her work has been featured in Modern Salon, American Salon, First Chair, Sophisticats Hairstyle Guide. Please welcome to the podcast, Carly Smedley. Hey! Hi! Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. We're excited for this episode. It's going to be really fun. So... We love starting out with some background okay. on our guests, so let's just talk about how you got to this point, or your story, or... Um, well, I got into the industry because I loved my hairstylist growing up. Mm-hmm. She was a big part of my life. For like 16 years, she did my hair, and I went to college. Like, a lot of people didn't love college. Yeah. Dropped out, and was like, I think I'm going to go to hair school. Gave it a whack. It stuck. And here I am. Yeah. So. So fun. Okay. Your work has been published, like, multiple times in all those different areas. So how did you get your name out there for that? Or do those publications, like, do you submit the images or do they reach out to you and ask to share your work? How does that work? That is an awesome question. Um, no, people will not just reach out to you. <laughs> so when I, I licensed in Kansas, moved to Utah, um, got licensed there, and then actually at the school that I was at... Um, had a lot of connections within the industry, like Nicholas French, Christopher Benson, um, Sherry Jesse, lots of lots of big names in the industry, and I met some of them, and they helped me get an opportunity with Matrix called Spread the Love, um, and it was they're actually doing another um, contest or competition right now that is very similar to what I went on, where they took six beauty school graduates and we like traveled across the country, trained by like the industry's most elite stylist, and they helped me learn how to get published. So, um, I mean, a lot of it is like you have to have the skills Mm -hmm, to be able to get published. Mm -hmm. And so um, finding great mentors that can teach you how to polish your work enough to be published and then um, reaching out and self-publishing. We live in a world right now where we can all self-publish online, which is amazing. Um, So, yeah, does that kind of answer where we were going with that? Yeah. (laughs) 
So what are some tips for someone who is wanting to start getting published? So I would say like the first things that you need to do is start reaching out within your local community to people who are can help you do what you need to do. So maybe not other hairstylists, but like photographers, um, models, Mm -hmm. reach out to those people and set up photo shoots because you need high quality content if you're going to be published, whether it's in an online magazine or in an actual magazine. So, and you need to practice because your first shot is not going to be photo worthy or, you know, publication worthy, most likely. So I would say reach out to those people, connect within your community, practice. You're going to do a lot of what feels like free work in the Mm -hmm. beginning, but if you don't look at it like it's free work, look at it as like, this is training me or guiding me to where I need to be, you're going to get those connections that will get you published. And to also not focus solely on like Vogue or the hair trade magazines. I have a lot of people who got me published. Like we did a shoot and they're like, oh, I'm just going to like submit it to some magazines, like bridal magazines, lifestyle magazines. And so I've been published in a lot of those too, just from connections that they had, you know, the people I had reached out to to work with. Uh-huh. It's always about connections. Definitely. It's oh, it's really more about who you know. <laughs> <laughs> so to submit your images, is it like most publications have a part on their website? Do you have to find the person to email to send them in? How are we submitting these? So I was really, I've been really lucky that a lot of like, the photographers typically have the connections with, um, with magazines or whoever you're trying to get published with, whether it's like behind the chair or modern salon, American salon, all those um, brands. But so you kind of just have to start the conversation with someone. Cause we don't know, you can Google it and you're going to get an email. That's like, hello at modernsalon.com And that email is never going to get read. Mm-hmm. Your images will sit in purgatory forever. So yeah. I think um, for me, like, I was really lucky to be introduced to a lot of the editors. When you meet someone who is an editor, go up and foster that connection with them. And don't don't go in hot like, hey, I want you to publish my photos. Like, actually take an interest in them and get to know them and care about them as, like, who they are as a person. And then after you've built that connection, you're like, by the way, I think I'm really good at this. Could you, like, see if it's good for your, your publication? Mm-hmm. So, um but you can also stalk people on Instagram. Like, we have Instagram and Facebook. Find out, like, LinkedIn is a great place. You can literally go into LinkedIn and search for, like, like I don't know, the head of content for Modern Salon, and you're probably going to find someone. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then find that person, send them your images, and just keep following up. Because it's not personal when they don't respond. They probably honestly just didn't see it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or they got a million other emails that day. Totally. Asking the same thing. Totally. You're from, are you from Salt Lake? Grew up in Kansas, transplanted to Salt Lake when I was 21. A good place to build, like, your, I don't know if credentials is the right word, but, like, we have so many local magazines that you can reach out to and do test shoot, like, test shoots with, or, like, um, like, there's Slug Magazine, Utah Bride, Bridal Magazines are huge. They're, like, something that every... And it's probably a lot easier to get into, or no? Oh! If your content's good, if the Mm -hmm. photos are, like, if you're telling a story with the photos and that comes down to, like, you know, you've got to have a great team. Because wedding photography, it's not – especially, like, for hairstylists, we're not going to just take one picture of great hair and that one picture get get published, you know. So magazines – anytime you've looked through a magazine, it's a story. It's a spread. 
And so if you're wanting to do a whole spread on bridal hair and get it published in your like local or statewide bridal magazine, you need to have like a three to six page spread to um, be able to tell that story of why, like, what is it? Is it boho brides are in this year and you're going to show how they can DIY their boho bride hair, you know, like, so you have to either you can come up with creating that story or you can work with a team of someone who already has a story and you're helping them tell that story. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So this is like a whole new world for me. (laughs) I've never... I'm we've glad never, like, thought, it. Yeah, we've never thought about <laughs> doing this. I mean, we're always like, how cool would it be to be published? But it's actually, okay. And I, I, everyone, people think that it's really, really hard. And it's only hard because you don't have the tools. And one thing that I do, I do want to share is that editorial and public, like published work is not where you're going to make money mm-hmm. unless you're working on ad campaigns. Because like all of the fun, amazing, creative stuff that's gotten me the like my publicity, like nominated for awards, most of the time I've paid big money to have that photographed and to have, pay models and to buy the hair and to hire makeup artists. Like yeah, so that's important to recognize. It's you have to look at what it does for your career, um, but you it's not a way to make money necessarily. Not that right. you can't make money doing it. But, um, I mean, you're going to need – if you want to be paid for that kind of work, you need to be working for a brand or doing freelance-style work. Mm-hmm. So That is good to know. That's good info, yeah. Has all the money you've put into it been worth it, though? I think so. Um, I'm in a stage right now where I don't um, – I currently haven't done a lot of big creative projects. Like, are you guys familiar with Naha? Just because no. I read it in your intro. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Naha, it's something that, in my opinion, that anyone in the beauty industry, specifically like the hair, makeup, nail industry, so just the beauty industry, we'll go with that. That's what I just described. So, um, <laughs> it stands for the North American Hairstyling Awards. And it, up until recently, and some people would still argue that it's the most prestigious award in the hair industry, it's, um, it's like the Grammys for hair. Mm-hmm. And so, to shoot a Naha-worthy... Um, collection, you you have to hire an amazing photographer. Now, and sometimes some people get lucky. Some people find a photographer that is like totally sees your vision and wants to shoot it, and they might shoot it for really inexpensive or for free. You know, it just depends on that connection that you have and where they're at in their career. But for me personally, I paid a photographer, Keith Bryce. He's amazing. He actually was passionate about photographing hair, went to hair school, and now is, like, making his own name in the hair industry, and it's really incredible to watch. Check him out. That's cool. But, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> we were going on Naha. I was telling you about Naha. Oh, was it worth it? Um, I think so. For the experience, it's really cool, like, to see your work up on a huge screen and people, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that you get published. If you get nominated for a Naha, you get published, like, immediately. So... It's cool, but it's expensive, and it's worth it's it's worth knowing that right now it's not going to make you money, but it it could, you mm-hmm. know, not in the way you think it's going to though. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah, of course. Okay, so um, that sounds like that's like a lot of your time is working on things like that. Is it? I think in my early years, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went. I have an interesting interesting story in the hair industry. I grew up in a really tiny town 
And for a long time, I believed that I was going to go to hair school and I was going to own a little shop and I'd have like two or three people working for me and that would be that I've made it, you Mm -hmm. know? And then, but then I went to my first hair show and my mind was blown and I was like, I want to be on that big stage. I want to be up there. I want people to love me with the lights on and like, that's, that's what I wanted. And so then I moved to Utah, um, and started working towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I, I delved into um, the freelance side of things, the creative side. And then now I've actually taken a big step back from that over the last few years when I've been – I worked on building a clientele because that's where our money's at is within yeah. our clientele. Um, I focused on that and got married and I'm kind of like living family life right now. And now I'm trying to reinvent myself again. Yeah, I think that's – normal that there's like different seasons to Definitely. our career and just to our life in general where we're like going after one thing and then maybe we do step back and focus on something else for a minute but I think that's cool though yeah thanks yeah so a lot of the times we get asked how to um get involved with brands being brand ambassador or even working for a company like mm-hmm. you you've worked for Matrix yeah so how did you get involved with such a big company so it, I, they had a competition when I was just graduating hair, graduating hair school for the second time. (laughs) Um, so I was, uh, I applied for it. You know, I applied for this competition. It was a, like a nine month long grueling process to, um, to have this opportunity to work with them. But if I was going to give someone who's just starting out, that, that that's not – that was six people that were hand-plucked for that. You know, it's not like that's open to every single person, although they are doing some, a similar thing right now. So I definitely suggest checking that out if you are new into the beauty industry. Um, but you – you know, we all shop at, like, Cosmoprof, Salon Centric, whatever your local, like, beauty supplier is. They know who your reps are, and the reps know who your local educators are for whatever brand – you want. And all you have to do is find one of the educators and ask them to connect you with their point of contact within the business. And they will most likely have a process that you can either attend like a training or attend, um, you know, do an interview, Mm -hmm. have like a start the process. So I would say first and foremost, find a brand that you love and their message that you love, and then find people who know people with that brand. And it's a lot easier than you think. Like I said, like, oh, this store sells this product. They probably know a rep that comes in and promotes that product. And I bet they know an educator that could teach me more about that product. And that educator had to get hired somehow. So ask them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's genius. And I bet nobody thinks of that. Right. I hope it's helpful to someone. So that's a really good idea. Another thing that I think is important, like to just like clear the smoke and mirrors behind like being an educator for a brand, you have to pay your dues with those brands. Like we aren't all, um, we all, we don't all have a hundred thousand Instagram followers and going to be like instant brand ambassadors, but like you're basically the face of that brand. You know, you might not necessarily be like educating a ton for them, but if you're going to, if you're like a stylist that doesn't have a huge following already, um, but wants to get into that line of education and like move towards the, um, platform artist route, that's how you start. And then you will have to pay for some trainings. You will have to learn a lot, the in, the complete ins and outs, manufacturer recommendations for everything. And 
just foster that relationship within the brand and grow with them. So there's no overnight success, in my opinion. Yeah. Ever. I don't think ever. (laughs) Right? Even though I feel like it seems like it these days on Instagram, but... I mean, there's a handful of people who are, like, super lucky, but... I could I could name names, but I don't know if we're doing that. <laughs> but most of it comes back to hard work, totally, and totally. just like continuing and trying and trying and trying and trying until yeah. something clicks. And and even something that, like to remember is that if those person if those people do have a hundred thousand followers, that didn't happen without hard work either. Yeah. So it's like maybe they don't have like the street cred with a brand, mm-hmm. but they they built their credibility in other ways to get them that position. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and a lot of hard work goes into that. Seriously, and consistency. So and, much. You know, it's easy to look at and be like mad or just like oh, jealous. I don't know, jealous, and just get like so bugged because right. like, you're like, well, they get all this stuff and this and that, but it's like they work freaking hard for what Seriously, they have. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like that's like also a whole nother world and a whole nother but business. Remember, yeah, definitely. We all start somewhere. Yep. And it's usually the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So what was the not-so-glamorous side of working, educating, and traveling? It is the – for me personally, I don't want to speak for all people in that field of work, but I was in a really um, dark place when I was doing that kind of work and traveling, and it was, like, soul-crushingly lonely. Really? Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, you are – I was traveling, like – six to eight weeks at a time away from friends and family. I was, um, in hotel rooms by myself with a lot of times with people I didn't know. And I was constantly on, like I had to be on cause I was a baby in my career and mm-hmm. I was, I had to be a yes person and I had to be fun and happy. And that was the role that I was fulfilling. And so like when I was out with people, I had to be that even if I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard, you know? So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely can appear glamorous and beautiful and it and I am so grateful for the opportunity to see the country, see parts of the world I might not have been able to otherwise, but um to also remember that like we talk a lot about hard work and when you see people out there doing these things, there's everything comes at a price, you know. Right. Yes, it's incredible to travel to New York and you know, Europe and all these different different places it's incredible but to <clears throat> it comes at a price you're away from you're away from friends and family i already said that so yeah. but yeah uh, we interviewed mandy and dylan and jade from mm-hmm. salon 31 episode and they were able to go to the dp hugh house she won one of the giveaways with uh justin anderson okay and they were like You know, you always look up to these huge celebrity hairstylists. Like, he does Jennifer Aniston's hair. He does... um, Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester. Yeah, she was there while they were there. Like, he does everyone's um, hair. And so, they were like, we've always, like, looked at this, like, oh, my gosh. And he has all these assistants and all these people. And they were like, that, like, to me, was, like, what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But then they were like, after, like, sitting down and talking to them and spending a day with them, like, they are working... 24-7, 24-7, like, they did not have a day off, they did not have time off, like, yeah. they probably don't have outside friends. Totally. Yeah, so they she was, sleep, breathe. they said the same thing, like, they were like, it looks like this, like, and I'm sure, like, obviously they're passionate about it, and I'm sure they love what they do, but yeah. it's like, not always for everyone. Yeah. Like, the things you think that you want 
might not be for you. I don't yeah. know how to explain that or how to like articulate that, but I get what you're saying. And when they yeah. said that, I was thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, it, it does all come at a price. Yeah. And now that I am like nine, 10 years into my career, I have realized that at that time when I was seeking that, I wanted to be that person up on the stage that everyone had those like lights in their eyes and they were like, holy crap, I want to be that person, you know? Yeah. Um, after being able to like work in it and see like the the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into a production like that, um, I I had to take I had to take a step back. But now like I I realize that I was doing that because I needed to feel I wanted to feel love, and I thought that that was going to make me feel fulfilled being on that stage in that moment. And like I was just like chasing the next high, you know, being there. Yeah. And so now I think it's possible to have a happy, fulfilling life and do that work. But you have to be grounded in what you have like at home and like within yourself, how you feel about yourself. You can't be looking to be on that stage and to have that adrenaline rush and hoping that that's going to be like enough for you. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? And you have yeah. to be okay with like the 3 a.m. model call and prepping into the wee hours of the night and literally your feet being so swollen you can't get your shoes on because you've hiked across the convention center 20 times, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like you have to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and it probably is for some pe- Like obviously it is for some people and some people totally. thrive and love that. Totally. But I think – in this industry so many times and we talk about this a lot because we have our studio and we get it so many times where people are like when should when do I not start to open a salon when should I open a salon like how'd you open your salon and we're like it's not so glamorous it is not so glamorous like it's and I know it seems that way and like we don't want it to appear that way that's Mm -hmm. like why we have this podcast where we can talk openly about the ups and downs and the struggles of entrepreneurship because it's like but if you want to do it, do it. Seriously. Like, and you can do it and you can kill it. Yeah. But just know, like, it doesn't mean, like, that's the next step. And like you said, that's what's going to be fulfilling for you. Like, yeah. there's so many different avenues in the industry. And I think we get stuck on those 100%. ones that seem like, ooh, she owns a salon. Or, ooh, yep. she's an educator. Yep. She's up on the stage. And <laughs> ooh, you're like, she gets to travel for six weeks at a time. I want to do that. Seriously, it, it sounds fabulous until you're... Week five, and you're eating <laughs> Chinese food for the sixth time. No, we yeah. go on, like, weekend trips, and we're like, oh, gosh, how are we going to survive? I don't even I think care. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, like, I'm ready to wrap this trip up. Right. Like, just, it's just, I don't know, but I'm, I'm a homebody, so. Same. Same. Yeah. That's good to hear your perspective, because I feel like we talk about this all the time as well. Yeah. And from, like, a different, not just owning a salon, but being an educator or working yeah. for a big brand or well and now I own my own studio and I thought mm-hmm. that was gonna be like, like I, I'm gonna be my own boss this is gonna be great like no one's gonna tell me what to do and I'm like people are still telling me what to do it's just in a different it's just me now having to play all these different roles and I'm like crap I don't know anything about accounting I guess I better hire someone to do that you know yeah totally thank you so much Carly for meeting up with us here in Palm Springs I know it was super quick but I feel like that was a lot of good information that's going to be super valuable. Yeah, and you're in Salt Lake, so we can Yeah, we can do this again. (laughs) Part two. Definitely. Let's do it. where can everyone find you, though, on Instagram? So I am at Salt City Hair. No underscores or anything like that. Yeah, and that's where you can find me. And I'm in a rebranding phase, so come on over and watch the process, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Okay, so make sure you check her out on Instagram at Salt City Hair. And while you're at it, be sure to check us out at Beauty Mavens Collective. And we'll see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. Mavens.